Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to the Friday Rush Hour, ladies and gentlemen. The number, if you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC-848-9222. There's so much news, I hardly know where to start. Well, that's the case every day. And every day we leave more stories untouched than we actually touch. But today we'll try to get through as many as we can and as many of your phone calls as we can. Love to hear from you, 848-WABC is that number, 800-848-WABC. Let us start with this. According to the Daily Mail today, there are 750,000 of you, Americans, in your 50s, and you are in danger. You are in danger because welfare experts, I mean, imagine that. Imagine being a welfare expert. What is your specialty? I specialize in welfare. Okay. Welfare experts are warning that three-quarters of a million, 50-something Americans could lose their food stamp benefits. Thanks to those evil Republicans. They didn't say that. I'm saying that. Thanks to that deal that was passed on the debt deal, the debt ceiling, passed by Congress, both houses of Congress this week. The debt plan expands, you see, work requirements to recipients of the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP, to include people between the ages of 50 and 54 years old, a group that was previously exempted. All in all, some 750,000 people across the United States are affected, says the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. That's a left-wing group. Some, some, and this is the outrage, prepare yourself You may want to sit down for this. Prepare yourselves. This is going to be very harsh, very cruel, very draconian. This is almost unbelievable in its horror, ladies and gentlemen. 
Some people that are between 50 and 50 years old, some people may have to take jobs in order to keep their food stamp benefits wait, wait, going. Wait, 50 and 50 years old? Between 50 and 54 years old, okay. and some of them, some may actually have to get a job in order to keep the food stamps coming in. Can you believe it? I mean, I can't think of how how in the world could Republicans be so heartless? How can they be so cruel to their fellow human beings to demand that if you have your hand out and expecting a government program to put something in your hand that you might actually have to have a job. You might have to work. Can you imagine? And can you imagine how many people right now are chilled to the bone? They're right now probably trying to call their counselors. They're right now trying to line up appointments in to get to see their counselors in this post-pandemic world in person, not a teleconference with their counsel. They want to see them. They want to lay down on the couch and and explain the agony that they are in because they may have to get a job in order to keep the handouts going. Kofi Kenyatta, an anti-poverty campaigner with a group called Up Together, a nonprofit group, he has a job. But he call he's worth a nonprofit. That's his job. But he calls this work requirement arbitrary and really cruel. It is really cruel. Eligibility requirements for SNAP became a lightning rod in the negotiations for the debt deal. Food banks nationwide struggling to meet rising demand. Poor Americans shouldering higher grocery costs. COVID era benefits have expired, and now people are, I don't know. We're near apocalypse, I guess. But Joe Biden says he's going to sign this cruel debt plan anyway. It it contains in it those awful, those terrible, those mean-spirited and evil measures that would require some people, not all, some people between the ages of 50 and 54 to actually get a job to keep their handouts. Now, people experiencing homelessness are free. They get a pass. They'll still get their SNAP cards if they're homeless. Young adults aging out of foster care. Huh? 50, 54 young adults? No, I guess they're mean for the other. Anyway, people, young adults aging out of the foster care systems, provided they can prove it, they can still get their free SNAP cards without working. But the White House, which endorses this deal with the devil, this evil deal that would require 750,000 Americans to find a freaking job. 
The White House says they're going to support it. The Republicans, those evil Republicans in Congress, argued during the negotiations for this that expanding the work requirements would help more SNAP recipients get jobs and reduce their dependence on welfare. And who, who, I mean, how heartless can they be to actually suggest that people should stop being dependent on welfare? What is it in their psyche that would allow them to think that people should actually have to work and contribute to their own lives, maybe even pay taxes a little bit before they got a handout from the taxpayers. Can you, can you fathom what these people's lives must be like? They'd probably go home and kick the cat. They have one. They wear wife beaters to church. I mean, these people, these dastardly people demanding that some of their fellow citizens get a job. How cruel can you be? Imagine that. They go home to their beautiful houses behind walls, no doubt. They tell the butler and the maid... They go fetch their drink, get a cigar. They sit down in their big easy chair, and then they think of ways to hurt the poor people and of the ways that they come up to hurt the poor people. The thing that made them all gleeful was the idea, I know what we'll do. I know how we'll hurt the poor. We'll demand that the poor, some of the poor people across this country actually have to get a job. And then after the bubble bath with champagne or with Bud Light, then they go and they sleep, and they sleep easy. Never knowing, never caring, not for one moment, the pain and the hardship that they have spread throughout the country. The fear that they have spread that you would be expected to work. How dare they? How dare they? Anti-hunger advocates. And have you ever known a pro-hunger advocate? Have you ever known someone that said, I'm pro-hunger. I believe that people should be starving. Ever known one of those pro-hunger advocates? Well, anyway, the anti-hunger advocates are out in force. They're saying that demanding that these People between 50 and 54-year-old get a job is creating new hurdles for older, older, ancient, decrepit Americans. They can barely move. They're between 50 and 50 years old and demanding that they get a job or lose their food stamps. Oh, they're saying that people are going to not be able to figure it out. They're not, it's too hard. They're going to have to figure out the bureaucracy now, and that's too much of a challenge. They say that people between 50 and 54, for instance, 
could have health conditions that limit their ability to work at least 20 hours a week. Oh, yeah. Uh, We can't expect you to work 20 hours a week. You're over 50. Why, you should just be in your wheelchair. You're over 50. And then for even the people that are exempt from it, the veterans and homeless people, they're saying that veterans and homeless people may actually have difficulty collecting the proper paperwork the documentation to prove that they're homeless or to prove that they're veterans, and that's no good. How dare you give us an exemption like this that actually makes them prove that they're veterans? I mean, how would we ever be able to track that information down? It's all going to be very consuming. And... You know who gets hit the hardest besides the people that actually have to get a job? The caseworkers, the federal caseworkers that have to deal with this stuff, that have to deal with the 50 to 50. The people in the government are going to be hit really hard because now they have to interact with people and they have to determine whether they're being sold a bill of goods. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who led the evil Republican negotiations for the debt deal, has said that expanded work requirements will push more adults to work and thereby strengthen the American economy. Anti-hunger groups, unlike the pro-hunger groups, the anti-hunger groups say their research doesn't support that conclusion at all. Of course, nobody ever produced any of the research, but so there you have it. Just when you think it was safe, just when you thought it was safe to come out of your house or in reality to stay in your house on your couch. If you're between ages and 50 and 54, it may not be safe. After all, you may actually have to work to get your minis. You may have to work 20 hours a week, a full. And I'm not talking 21. I'm talking 20. You may have to put in 20 hours a week work in order to get your federal handout. It's despicable. It makes you wonder what kind of country we live in. In other news, the United States Navy, this is some pride news, and there's lots of pride news out here today. You know, before I get to that story, there's this one. You can find it at the Daily BS today, the dailybs.com. The DOD, that would be the Department of Defense, not Dodd, not Daddy, not Dodd. Department of Defense has canceled a drag show at the Air Force Base, one of their Air Force bases, after... Backlash over it. General Milley, who I don't understand how he's still serving, after admitting that he would warn the Chinese if we were about to attack, that's what he told them during the the Trump presidency years, he secretly had back channels with his counterpart in China and said, hey, listen, don't worry about that idiot Trump. 
if anything happens, I'm going to give you a call. I'm going to warn you. He's still the joint. He still heads up the joint chief of staff. That's many people would say that that's treason, but it's the era of Trump. So anything goes back then. Anyway, apparently he was visibly angry when he was told about the drag show at the air force base. Of course, secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin claimed that these kind of things weren't happening, even though they are happening. So one was happening. Matt Getz, Florida congressman, found out that a child-friendly, once again, a child-friendly drag show was planned at the Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. Caught wind of it, brought it to General Mark Milley's attention, and Milley was visibly angry and said, no such thing will happen. So for now, that one drag show is the child-friendly drag show. Bring your kids to the Air Force and watch drag. That one's canceled. The Navy, the United States Navy's Instagram account, took down a post depicting a fighter jet with a fighter jet with LGBTQ plus flag colors in its wake. In other words, chemtrails. An LGBT chemtrail. In fairness, the Navy's always been known for that sort of they kind of have a reputation. Right? Am I totally off base here? A reputation for what, Scott? No, no. Village. village, Think village people. No. I don't understand what you mean. Please tell us. A reputation. There's always been a reputation in the Navy that they might have more proclivities towards same-sex relationships. Scott I'm not saying it's true. There's been a reputation. There's been a reputation. You proud Navy veterans, that would be Scott. You can call him here if you'd like. I'll he'll, he'll he's listening. Any of you Navy vets who have proclivities and had proclivities when you were in the Navy, because you know that's why you joined. What did they just post? They just posted a fighter jet. With an LGBTQ plus chemtrail. Okay. Then we got to uh, go. There's nothing else to say. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Nineteen sixty six. Frank Sinatra. Glances, wondering in the night. Number one. What were the chances we'd be sharing love before the night was through? Okay, and they used to talk about rock and roll. I if you're paying attention Something to this. In your eyes was so inviting. This is like one night stand. 
This is let's do a let's do a hookup. I just met you with strangers in the night. Something's telling me I must I must have you. But it's so classy. We're lonely. Let's hook up. You say hello. A warm, embracing dance away then. Well, okay, so it wasn't a one-night stand. He stayed with her, but still. First date, love forever. Turns out right. The Strangers in the Night. Frank Sinatra, 1966. Uh, Telephone calls. We have a telephone call that I'd like to get to because I wouldn't like to see it go away. Uh, Let's see. Jan in New Jersey. Welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you, Jan? Hi, Bo. How are you? I'm good, darling. How are you doing? Okay, this is for Scott and you. It's called Soap on a Rope for the Sailors. In other words, if you're taking a shower, you don't want to drop your soap. I don't, I don't, I don't understand where you're going with this. Uh, soap on a rope. <laughs> I know what soap on a rope is. Hmm. What are you saying? <laughs> I think she's saying what you were saying. I thought Scott. she was calling to disagree. No, I think I she... was. It. I, I. I mean, absolutely no offense by what I said. I just am pointing out that there's been that. He's just pointing out that if you're a member of the Navy, that you have a proclivity to be a homosexual. I didn't say you have a That's proclivity. All. I said there's he a reputation said, that people that. have that. I don't have to believe that that's true, but that's just something that the village people made us aware of. The village people he cites as his that's, source. That's my main source of, of education yeah. growing up. And how do you feel about the YMCA? I feel Younger very similarly, honestly. <laughs> Jan, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We have a call that I want to take about the Queen's man who defended himself and now finds himself in jail. Uh, Sal from Staten Island. Sal, welcome. You're on WABC Talk Radio 77. How are you? Hey, uh, God bless you for the good work you do. And like I said, I backed up the guy, but uh, now I heard that he has an arsenal. But still, if he felt that his life was in danger... He had a right to defend himself, and according to what it, even the ten ten wins, uh, that the surveillance uh, photo shows that also. Well, and also, no one is above the law. Congratulations on the flower. Uh, excuse me, the California jury that convicted Danny Masterson of two out of three counts of rape. That whack job from um, the '70s show. He faces thirty years to life in jail, and I hope he gets the maximum. And one other thing, I challenge everyone in the sound of my voice, to do something good every day that God gives them life to help American veterans. Let's make every day Memorial Day and American Veterans Day, because American Sal, veterans thank you. are pushed. Sal, you, you're absolutely right. We should do everything that we can. Now, let me just address this case in Queens that you bring up. The gentleman, there is a news story today. Oh, my gosh, he had an arsenal. He's in jail on weapons charges. Here's what happened. The guy was standing outside smoking a cigarette. Some guy approaches him, looks like he's going to mug. You see the guy, he pulls out his weapon. He's like, no, 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 you're not going to. The guy keeps charging at him. 
The guy was just standing there smoking a cigarette, and he was attacked. The would-be mugger is deaded now. He deaded. He gone. And the gentleman that defended his own life from being mugged is now under Alvin Bragg. Or is it Alvin Bragg? I have to go look. He's in Queens. It may not be Bragg. But under the New York let the criminals loose mentality is now who defended his own life is in jail facing weapons charges. Now, he had the gun illegally. Now, I must say, I am not a proponent of illegal weapons. But if you are living in a city where criminals are released, where some crimes are not even punished, and that has turned into organized crime, this shoplifting business with people walking into big box stores, Scott, do you know how much it is now costing these big box retailers a year? Enough that they're just closing up shop? No, I don't have a number. $100 billion in shoplifting. Is that nationally or is that? That's nationally. That's the figures I saw yesterday. $100 billion. And they're just expected to take it. They're just expected to take it. Just another form of welfare. Exactly. And reparations. Oops, I didn't say that. Um, Yeah. Uh, So... All of a sudden, you have this guy that protects himself. Okay, his weapon was illegal. I don't know. Part of me wants to say, okay, slap on the wrist time. Oh, but he had an arsenal. Okay, I guess we're supposed to hate him. I don't. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly, WABC Talk Radio 77. The voice of Ray Charles. This had a five-week run at number one. It's useless to say. This was a country music song first. You can still hear that country music flavor. All of most of Ray Charles's music sounds older than it is to me. He was amazing. I don't know if you ever saw that movie Ray. It was amazing. But what an what an icon. Ray Charles takes us in. James Golden, AK Snurley coming back. Your calls coming up. Friday, both Snurley Rush Hour on WABC. Known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. It's Friday on WABC Talk Radio 77. Open at your presence here is indeed very pleasant. My friends, Maxwell brings us back in Ascension. I think this was from Maxwell's second album. First. First. Yeah, okay, right. 
This was from the urban, right. The, yes, yes, yes. Ur, yes. Thank you. Everybody was like, who is this guy? Wait a minute, the album does what? Put, get, get on the mic. If you're going to just be whispering this stuff in the back. <laughs> that album tells a story of a relationship from the beginning to the end. Each track is a different chapter in the story of the relationship. No, see, I didn't know that. And that's, this was Maxwell's, you said this is his friend. That's my, that's my nephew, by the way, TJ. That's, um, yeah, Maxwell's Urban Hang Suite. The Urban Hang Suite, yeah. So next time you listen to a cover for cover to cover, you'll be like, oh, I just want to uh-huh. know. Let's skip to the let's skip to the last cut. What happens in the end? Um, Does he pay alimony? <laughs> Does he have kids? I mean, what happened at the end? Mm-hmm. Yes. Remember what the last by, song was, is. Was this sampled by somebody? Oh, yeah, the last song, I think, is called Reunion. So it's like after the breakup, they get back together. Oh. I think that's how it goes. The once wasn't enough. <laughs> I love this. How you have five my five. Yeah, Maxwell on WABC Talk Radio 77. Okay, we're going to get back to your telephone calls. Two things. Uh, Joe Biden, according to The Hill, misunderestimated. That's a Bush. That's a Bush term. That, isn't it? Isn't that a Bushy term? You know, the other term is the. Uh, there's no there there. Where did that? That I had never heard that before. Uh, Joe Biden said that in that goofy no, speech. Oh, we've been saying that for years. There's no really? there there. I, yeah. I had never heard that. Now but I hear it all the time. Biden misunderestimated. I think that is a Bush term. Well, that's something they'd say in Texas. Yeah. Hey, Bruce. Biden misunderestimated Kevin McCarthy, and it has led to a major conservative victory. That's what the Hill says. Okay. When uh, debt ceiling negotiations reached a fever pitch, President Biden made a crucial mistake. To steal, yes, to steal a word coined by former President George W. Bush, he severely misunderestimated the strategic prowess of Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. And by doing so, he inadvertently paved the way for McCarthy and the Republican Congress to achieve a remarkable, this is what it's being called, a remarkable conservative victory. House Republicans' shrewd maneuvering resulted in the largest reduction of spending in history, a rollback of non-defense spending to fiscal 2022 levels, the implementation of work requirements for government benefit programs. Oh, excuse me. They are asking people 50 to 54, some of them, to work 20 hours to get your food snap card welfare. Massive. They're going to claw back billions in unspent funds from COVID. This is the victory. Money that wasn't spent isn't going to be spent 
That's a victory. We're rolling back. Look, I'm not trying to knock it. You very rarely read anything that says Republicans did something right. But let's not pretend that this is the greatest victory, political victory, on the face of the earth. We're rolling back non-defense spending to 2022 levels. Well, whoop-de-doo. The COVID spending was out of control. We spent trillions of dollars that we didn't have during the COVID. We printed money during COVID at unbelievable rates. And so now we're not going to do that, and that's a victory? News flash. To those of you who read this and say, oh, the Republicans did something right, yay! We are still a nation that is over $31 trillion in debt. And the spending will go on as long as the eye can see. I'm sorry, I'm not going to join you in this orgasmic display that, oh, we've clawed back some spending here. Al and Yonkers, you're on WABC, Talk Radio 77. How are you? Uh, good, Bo, thanks. You know, I just wanted to say that Kevin McCarthy agreeing with this deal to raise the debt limit, uh, debt ceiling was a mistake. Uh, you know, Republicans all too often, they always get the short end of the stick. His party, Republicans, one-third of his membership voted against this, you know, raising of the debt ceiling. One-third. And the reason why they're disappointed in, in Kevin McCarthy and it took him 17 times or so before he was able to get the votes to become speaker because of maneuvers like this. If you go to the Senate, every senator who's a Republican, except nine, the rhinos, they voted this down. So the problem is it was a bad deal for Republicans and Kevin McCarthy, uh, you know, just further alienated the right wing, the right flank. And in the days to come, they're going to look to oust them. Most of the Freedom Caucus voted for this, ultimately. And now the, the Freedom Caucus is where you find the diehard conservatives in the House. Most of them voted for it. I, look, they didn't want to hand an embarrassment. They, wanted, they don't want to be blamed. And there has always been this, this fear among Republicans that no matter what happens, they're going to get blamed for it because obviously the mainstream press is against them. And writes negative stories. That's why the story in the Hill is so unusual, because they're actually claiming this is a big conservative victory. It's like, well, gee, that's unusual. But when you look at the toe, as you said, the 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 spin, First of all, the spending levels is still out of control. Any uh, if if you ran your business like the federal government runs its business, you would be in jail on fraud and on on setting up the most massive Ponzi scheme in history. We have no collateral that backs up this $31 trillion in debt. 
and we're adding to it. When, and it is going to happen, and I don't know when, I don't have the crystal ball, and I'm not suggesting that it's imminent. But when it is time to pay the piper, to use the words of Malcolm X, that were later confiscated by that preacher in Chicago, Obama's guy, when the chickens come home to roost, it is not going to be pretty, and it is not going to be fun. Nations like Greece and other nations, you have seen what happens when they cannot pay their bills. We are in debt to the point, as a nation, that there is no way, just looking at the revenue that's generated through taxation and fees, that these bills can be paid. And yet we just keep on floating with the illusion, oh, let's just print more money and let's spend more money. We never have to do a really serious spending cut because here's the here's the dirty little secret. You know, people don't want to hear this. If we did what was necessary to bring this under control, entitlement spending would have to be cut. There's no two ways about it. Entitlement spending, meaning the money that people, Americans, we all we are entitled to our social security. We're entitled to the government health care programs, even though some of them we pay into. We would have to do a serious cut in entitlements in order to bring our budget house in order. And there is not the political courage in on either side of the aisle to do what's necessary to make America fiscally sound right now. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. It is Friday on WABC. Reminder, 7 a.m. in the morning. Early tomorrow, our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We'll be back at 7 a.m. Hope you're here to join us for that first cup of coffee tomorrow morning. Starship takes us... In. We're coming back. Don't go away. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Starship on WABC. 77 WABC radio listeners, get ready. Right now, this moment, there is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that awaits. We're giving you the chance to win right now. A pair of tickets to witness the magic of globally renowned Italian tenor Andrea Bocelli. 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 This is happening in the beginning of the Christmas season in December, the 13th or the 14th. He's going to be at Madison Square Garden. And you can you can be there for one of those shows as he graces us with his enchanting 
Holiday Tour 2023. Picture yourself there. You're in New York. You're in the Big Apple. You're surrounded by the mesmerizing melodies of Andrea Bocelli's angelic voice. He fills the iconic Madison Square Garden with his soul-stirring performance. And you're there. This is one concert, my friends, you're not going to want to miss. And here's how you can win if you're the seventh caller right now. Right now. Seventh caller. 800-848-9222. 800-848-WABC. A pair of tickets will be yours. Remember, this is a limited time opportunity, so don't wait. Get to the phone right now. 800-848-9222. Seventh caller wins. Seventh caller heads to Madison Square Garden on either December 13th or the 14th. You'll be there to witness the holiday magic unfold. Tickets, by the way, if you are interested, are available for purchase at Ticketmaster. So if you didn't, if you're not near your phone, you want to go to the concert, just go check out Ticketmaster or visit msg.com. Learn more. And be there. WABC. Let's go to Tim in the Bronx. How are you, Tim? Hey, I'm doing well. Let's turn my radio down. Is that better? Absolutely. All right. Very good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, I, everything that's uh, that's going on, I love your show. Um, uh, as I mentioned to uh, your call screener, you know, this is what's happening to our society is all about uh, the communist agenda, and they're attacking us on all fronts uh, in the schools. They create uh, confusion, chaos, complete pressure, uh, destroy the economy, make people dependent upon the government, uh, take all your rights away, your right to defend yourself, your rights to free speech. And uh, this is all part of communist agenda and uh, the communist manifesto. We've learned well, about this. Some stuff people say that it I is a part a of the. Look, look, the communist manifesto, which was kind of required reading if you were a real student of history back in the days. And if you go back even further, I, I have vague memories, vague, because I was only a child of sort of the newspaper coverage. I remember the pictures, I don't remember the stories. I remember the pictures of Nikita Khrushchev with that shoe in his hand just saying that we're going to, what was it, we're going to, he was telling Americans that they were going to, they were going to pound us. They were going to beat us. We will bury you. And if you look at what has transpired in society since then and look at what they set out to do, what you're saying makes sense. But it's not just the Communist Manifesto. If you look at everything, I mean, American values are attacked from every single angle. As you've mentioned, some people point out the Cloward Piven strategy, just destroy the society from within. There are so many aspects to this. But it is what is not in question is that this nation is under attack. And the Soviets promised at the time to bury us from within. And I don't know anybody that can look and see what's happening across the United States right now that can't see that our biggest struggles are from within. Let's go to Tricia in Trumbull, Connecticut. How are you, Tricia? 
husband and I just returned two days ago from being overseas for two weeks, and uh, we were in uh, Ireland, mostly Northern Ireland, but uh, we, I was uh, really surprised to see a bumper sticker on a car in Ireland saying, Bernie Sanders is my homeboy. Can you believe that in Ireland? Wow. Anyway, regarding your um, comments about the grossly misnamed misnamed Fiscal Responsibility Act, and Bernie Sanders was deploring the idea that people would have to go back to work in order to continue to receive their food stamps. Um, Bernie Sanders is a miserly, ugly skinflint who never had a real job until he was mayor of Burlington, Vermont in 1981. At age 40, he had a son with his um, baby mama, And he didn't want to pay child support, so I read some things that indicated that he didn't work specifically so that he wouldn't have to pay child support, of which he still owes 70000 plus interest in unpaid child support for that son, Levi. Um, Also, it was wonderful on our trip overseas. We, We spent a week on a a uh, cruise of the Western Mediterranean had a wonderful time in uh, Rome and, and Barcelona and Majorca. Speaking of Majorca, when we came to go through customs and immigration in uh, Dublin two days ago, it reminded me that the, one of the good things besides our wonderful experiences was not being exposed to American politics when we were rudely faced with the photos of our lying, incompetent, corrupt Joe Biden and the equally incompetent Alejandro Mayorkas in customs mm. and immigration at the airport. Goodness. And I Goodness. didn't realize that Alejandro Mayorkas was born in Cuba until I was just okay. looking him up. Wow. Well, listen, that's the time we have. Thank you for the call, and thank you for sharing that with us. Again, folks, we are here tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, 7 a.m., for our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. You'll hear from America's small caffeinated mom. Derek Hunter joins us. The gang's here. Diego, Scott, Watry, the love man. And, of course, me. Yeah. So, I would just say, again, you have to keep the faith, folks. We are being attacked from all sides. We. Who is we? Those of you who believe in liberty. That's a, what a strange concept. In freedom. Those of you who believe that the United States Constitution is actually not just a pesky little document, but actually lays out a roadmap for freedom. Keep up the fight. We will. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and loved ones. I have nothing but love and gratitude for you being with me every day here. Thank you. And we'll be back in the morning, God willing, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.